Hey there, it's The Real Deal with Camille, true stories of life as an entrepreneur. I'm Camille Diaz, and I'm an optimization coach. I teach entrepreneurs how to achieve their goals, streamline their business, and regain their life. In this podcast, my guests and I share real stories from our real-life experiences. We use our authentic voices, which sometimes include explicit language. If that's not going to work for you, tap out now. Angie Carlson is the owner of Carlson Financial Coaching, where she focuses on helping individuals and couples end the challenge of living paycheck to paycheck. She helps alleviate financial stress, anxiety, and worry, so the money you make works hardest for you instead of everyone else. Her clients have experienced finding money to help toward their goals, debt payoff, and more savings for a rainy day. Angie has been married for 15 years, has two sons, and lives in Dubuque, Iowa. During our discussion, Angie and I talk about how she got into coaching. She had been in the corporate world for almost 20 years when a severe illness landed her in the hospital. Being near death prompted her to reevaluate her life and gave her the courage to do something she really loved instead of just settling for good enough. Angie, I'm excited to chat with you today about this topic of making that leap from the supposedly steady, stable corporate job, which we know is really not as steady and stable as people tend to sometimes think that it is, over to being an entrepreneur. I kind of share your story about what you did. And, and I know we're going to talk a little bit more about the practical side. Like, when can you legit leave that job? Like, how can you actually make this happen? Not the, not the wishy-washy, dreamy, like, oh, I'm so, I'm going to do it, you know, but like the actual, how do we make this happen? How do you, how do you do that? Yeah. I mean, the first step to make this happen is there's this little voice inside you that'll start speaking up at moments and be like, are you really sure this is what you should do? And I had heard that for a few years before I left my job, because I left my job at the end of April, 2022. And what really brought it to the front of my mind is when I had a near-death experience in September, 2019, due to an undiagnosed medical condition. I'm fine now. All I needed was a surgery and it was good. But when you're laying there, have nothing to eat or drink for five and a half days, sun's beautiful, and you're just laying there going, this sucks. Like Life is no fun. And if my life is going to be like this for the next 30, 40 years, I went out. And when you're thinking you're at the end of your life, you have all these regrets that flood your mind. And the biggest one is you didn't go for it. You knew you could do this and you didn't go for it. And so for me, that was the moment that I decided I need to find a way to make that happen. And so that was September, 2019. And I actually didn't take the the leap to leave until April, 2022. So it was not a quick process to get there. But at that moment, I'm like, I know that I have to do whatever I have to do to make this happen. There's no other option for me. Yeah. That what a what a pivotal thing. It's like I almost wish that everyone could have a near-death experience, but not, you know, I don't want to wish that on anybody, but it does seem to be so transformative. You know, everyone that I've ever talked to on a podcast episode or in a in a just a one-to-one chat or whatever, anybody who's been through that place where they kind of get that big reassessment of their life mm-hmm. tends to go, huh. I think there's some stuff I might like to change, whatever that is, you know, whether it's make a new habit or, or, or be healthier or change careers, or, you know, I'm going to have a family or I'm going to travel or whatever. Like they just kind of, things become more clear. And so 
it's a hard experience, but so great that you got a wonderful message from it and yeah, yeah and figured it out. Absolutely. Everything that you said, I mean, I'm glad I went through it once and I pray I don't go through it again until right. it's my actual time to go. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's really scary. Not something I want people to go through, <laughs> but I feel like having a, a large trauma type of experience tends to put things in perspective a little bit and helps us kind of realize like, huh, maybe the things I'm doing are not the things that are most important to me. And I might be happier if I aligned with my values a little bit better. So cool. Mm -hmm. What about that, that switch? So it sounds like you took some time to plan. You didn't get really mad and then quit, you know, a week later kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, What did you do for that, for that period between September to April when you actually left? Well, I, when I accepted the, the job I left, um, one of the things that they asked me when I accepted it is if I would stay for 10 years and I agreed to yes. So at that point I knew I wanted to keep my word. So I knew the earliest I could leave was April, 2022. So I was like, okay, we've got some time to plan this out. What do I need to do? And as we were thinking through things, my husband and I were on a journey to pay off our debt and get our finances in a better spot. And when we had my near death experience, thankfully we were debt free, about our house we kept trying to save our emergency fund and kept having, you know, life happen. Of course, me losing my life was life happening again too. Yes. And so, and then after that was the pandemic. So mm. we just, you know, so we had to get to a point where, okay, one, our finances stable enough for me to come home because I was the breadwinner at the time. Mm. And okay. And if I do come home, what does this practically look like? What changes does this make to our finances? What do we need to do? And two, what does it look like to have mom working from home? What does, you know, what does our life look like doing this? Because for years, my husband worked retail Friday through Tuesday, and I would work Monday through Friday days. And so we had maybe three days a year off together. And we did that for 12 years. And we're just like, this isn't fun. Like, this is hard, like to work all week, and I come home and have the kids all weekend or like, it was, it was a struggle with that, too. So we're kind of like, is this even what we want our life to look like? And so we were like, no, like, our kids, you know, we only get so many years with our kids at home. Mm-hmm. We need to, we need to both be there at the times they're both, they're both there too. So that was the other thing that played in too, is, I mean, I've always had jobs that were very flexible. The job that I had going through everything I did, they were phenomenal with it. It was just, you know, I, it's, everything's really good, but why am I settling for good? Yeah. I love that. Why settle for good? If you don't have to, you, nobody has to, right. You can settle for great. You can settle for amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Why, and, and so that's just kind of been one of the questions is like, why settle at all? Like, I mean, obviously acknowledge my prog- progress, realize that I'm taking steps to get where I want to go, but the, keep growing because the more that you grow and the more that you learn, the more that you make this a reality, it's not so much the transition from the day job to the dream job is it's just not like a linear line. And there's so many places to it. Like we, you know, basically looked at it from, I can help the people in the way I want to help them you know, financially we'll have some adjustments, but I mean, there's just been so much more that I've gained from it that I would have never seen Mm -hmm. had I not taken the journey. And now I feel like I'm a totally different person too. I mean, I feel I'm more confident, I'm more secure. Things that would have bothered me two years ago, a year ago, six months ago are like, why did I stress about that? It's really not that big of a deal. And it's just like the journey of the whole thing. It's like, this is what life's about is the growth, the journey, the changing relationships, the growth in certain relationships, finding your tribe. Yeah. It's just, it's just been the whole journey has just been absolutely amazing and no regrets whatsoever. That's awesome. I feel like those, um, you know, when you're, when you're 
making that leap, you're never quite sure how it's going to turn out. You're like, I have to do this. I don't know if it's going to work, but I have to do this, but it may go badly, but I have to do this. <laughs> but you, it almost feels to me like your other situation you realized was so much worse. It's like, well, it can't be worse than what we're doing now. Never seeing each other, splitting all the time, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah. And so that was, yeah. So the situation my husband and I lived with was not fun or ideal. I mean, we, you know, talked as we needed to and stayed in touch. And like I said, thankfully I had a job that was always flexible. If something with the kids were needed, we always knew it could be me. So, I mean, we were very grateful that at least if we were working three days a year, we, I had the job that I did so that we could make that happen. But it was just like, okay, if we're working so hard to get our money in order, we're working so hard to do these things. Why do we want to keep this lifestyle? Like this lifestyle sucks. Okay. Yeah. 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 And so now- Hey, entrepreneur, ever feel like you worked super hard all week, but nothing really got done? Do you struggle to find time to take bathroom breaks, let alone go on a vacation for more than three days? And then every time you finally do check something off the list, five more tasks get piled on? Don't worry. I got you. I'm Camille Diaz. I teach entrepreneurs how to streamline their business so they can regain their freedom and actually enjoy their life. Inside the Optimized Entrepreneur Academy, you get a business coach, training, accountability, and a supportive community all created to help you level up in just one hour a week. No videos to pre-watch, no homework assignments to do, just show up. Go to CamilleDiaz.com academy if you want to come visit. If you are tired of working harder and pushing through, waiting for someday when you can finally relax and have some fun, it might be time to do something different today. Come check out the Academy. Go to CamilleDiaz.com slash Academy. Now you teach people how to keep their money in order and how to create budgets and all of that kind of stuff. Was this something that you like learned or something that you taught yourself? Like, did you go, did you and your husband go figure out how to do this or is this something you figured out? Well, it's actually kind of funny. So I learned a lot about budgeting in high school from actually the guy I was dating at the time. His family was really into budgeting. They're the ones who showed me how to budget, which is absolutely ironic if you think about it. Yeah. And then, um, I've always been a budgeter. I, um, paid off my debt before I married my husband three months before we got married. Then I inherited his debt. So it became ours. And then we were really good for two years. We had our first child and then we slowed down on paying off our debt and let it hang around for eight, nine years. We weren't, we weren't going further in the debt. We weren't really saving, but we weren't making any progress and it just was not fun. And then at the end of December, 2017, we're like, you know what, there's a class we're going to take called financial peace university. We think we can knock this out by the end of it. We missed our goal by a week. We forgave ourselves. And then we were just like, and it's just kind of like, you know, this is what we need to be doing because we could be like, we could have done this so much earlier mm-hmm. had we had our finances in order and had I had the wisdom to not say, yeah, I'll stay at a job for 10 years. And that is 100% on me for agreeing to that because I could have said no. That did really surprise me. And I don't know what your job was before, but I've never before heard someone say that an employer was like, will you stay for 10 years? Um, That's a lot. And you're right. It probably hindered your ability to get raises because typically at the same place, they have like a small percentage increase or something along those lines versus job hopping. You can negotiate up a little bit. Actually, I would say they were very good about that. Like they were like, that was like, that was not held against me in the performance review process at all. I was promoted in my job. So it did actually, 
yeah, contrary to popular belief, that did not work against me. So I was very thankful. I was very thankful for that. Yeah. So was it just that the the 10 year commitment caused you not to consider anything else earlier? Yeah. And I did that because I had lost a job at like nine years through just some internal politics, large corporation, things Mm -hmm. like that. And at the time, my oldest child was two. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so at least I have that security to go from two to 12. And like in that 10 year period of my life of like, okay, my kids are here. They'll be in the same school. Things are stable. Well, what I thought was stable. Right. And, you know, and so at the time when I made that decision that that 10, when I started that, that was very appealing to me at that time, I was not thinking down the road to, okay, what's 10 years from now, Angie going to think like, and that has been one of the biggest things that shaped my journey, because by saying yes to doing that, I've learned that, okay, I am not thinking long-term enough. I am not thinking, what is my life looking like? I am not thinking what position do I want to be in? My thinking was so like, okay, I've got a plan because I'm a type A planner mm-hmm. and realizing how much is that working against me? Yeah. At the, at the same time though, when I realized I wanted to leave, I'm like, well, I know my end date because that's when it's coming up. So I can reverse engineer it back to, to be like, okay, I know that. I mean, obviously I didn't know the day till it was closer, mm-hmm. but okay. I know it's going to be at least, you know, within this date. So how can I reverse engineer this back to be like, what does this look like? How do we do that? And I started my coaching while I was still at my day job. And I just noticed my coaching wasn't making any progress because I was focused on the day job. My sister and I have a farm that we help that we manage. I mean, I just had so many things going on. Plus wife, mother, two kids, like yeah. I'm not superwoman. I am not meant to be superwoman was the biggest lesson I learned. I cannot be everyone to everybody because I was the one who was miserable. I was like right. crying in tears and yeah, that yeah. was not fun. It you know, I watch a lot of those superhero movies and they don't really have kids. Very rare. And they don't sleep. Very rare that a superhero has kids. Yeah. And they don't seem to sleep because they're always hanging out at their lair during the day. And then at night they're out fighting crime. I don't know how they manage that either, but (laughs) I know if I didn't have to spend a third of my time sleeping, I could do a lot more with my time. That's just not the reality of the situation. Yeah. And and I'm kind of like, it's my life. I get to decide what to do. Like, I don't, I don't need to get people to give me permission to do A, B, C, or D. I'm an adult. I can make those decisions. So why am I not doing it? Yeah. Yeah. I love what you brought up about the, the time frame of you just went, I need this right now and allowed that to be a 10 year commitment of, I need this right now versus really thinking, what do I want my life to look like in 10 years, in 20 years? And does this fit into that plan? I think that's really important for like entrepreneurs to think about of, okay, where am I going with this? I, I, rather than making the decision of, I want to get away from one thing. It's Mm -hmm. what am I actually going toward. Yeah. And yeah. And then at the time when I left my job, I mean, the, my last day at the job, I was confident. I was happy, but on the inside, I was freaking terrified. Yeah, Like I'm giving up all the security I've known for like my entire adult life, like nearly 20 years of a steady paycheck to go and do something where I don't know when I'm going to get paid. My client load was nowhere near I want where I wanted it to be. Right. And what does surrounding me look like? Like what what is getting the right people around me look like? Like I have always had a coach with me on this journey. I will never go without a coach that has been instrumental because I knew if I was coming home and leaving my job, I have to make it work. Like I've eliminated pretty much all of their options, especially if I don't want to go back to a job. Right. So what do I need to put around me? That's within my budget that I can afford to do to ensure I get progress and 
thankfully I have made the right decisions in terms of the mentors I've had, the coaches I've had, people ahead of me on the journey who are taking me along, opening my eyes, what I've needed to study. It's like, okay. And the more I've worked with them and developed my confidence and trusted my decisions, the more confident I'm becoming, the better investments now I can make because as my confidence has grown, the income has grown. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, yeah, no one likes to get a no in their business. And at the same time, I look at it as I want to work with people who are ideal clients for me. They fit well, they're going to get the results that I'm seeing that my program provides. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not meant to work with everybody. I'm a strong, direct, upbeat person. I might be too much for some people and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your people will always come to you and you don't have to worry about the rest. They'll find somebody who's their people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, and I love how you've always had like somebody coaching you, mentoring you, find the person that knows how to do what you want to do and then ask them how to do it. Yeah, because one of the biggest things I've learned is, you know, doing a coaching business, I came on, I love the coach, but you can't coach till you find your clients. And so that for me was the part that was lacking is how do I find these people? Because they're not going to just come knock on my door and ring my doorbell and say, hey, I'm here for coaching. Right. It's my job as an entrepreneur to go put myself in places where I can meet people and put myself in opportunity. And that's been one of the best things that working with my coach has done is like, okay, this is what you need to do. And there were times I'm like, okay, I'm frustrated. I don't believe you, but this is what you're saying I need to do. So I'm going to trust you anyway. And yeah, when you're telling someone to trust you on the path and the journey, if you've picked the right person, trust them. They do know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason they're telling you everything they're telling you and you need to borrow their belief if you don't have any yourself. Yes. Every coach lends their, their faith in their client to the client until the client grows their own. And that's, that's absolutely lovely. Thank you so much. This has been great. I love, I love your insights and really enjoyed hearing your story. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow. You're listening all the way to the end. That is awesome. I don't like to half-ass things either. Sounds like we might get along well. Let's connect on social media. I'm at Cam Unfiltered. If you want to find out more about me first, you can visit my website, CamilleDiaz.com.